Before we go into the sermon, I want you to indulge me for a moment, or for rather 60 moments, 60 seconds of silence. I know, that's an eternity in church. So you might, during 60, the 60 seconds of silence, you might want to focus on your breathing or pray silently or just let your thoughts wander. Whatever you do, don't pull out your phone. Don't check your watch. If you're at home, don't turn to another tab and check your email. This is going somewhere, I promise. I'll watch the time. 60 seconds. No, well, yes, it was 60 seconds long. <laughs> How long did it feel was what I meant. And you, you know, every time I do this experiment in church, it's uh, usually there's this wave of collective anxiety that settles over the congregation. And maybe not on John, but on, on people, sometimes there's this wave of anxiety. What's Aren't we going to get this thing moving? Come on, let's let's get this. Let's keep church going. Uh, and it's kind of puzzling why uh, there's this anxiety because it's just a minute of silence. Nothing bad is going to happen if we stop doing anything for stop doing things for a minute. And yet, you know, it's the not doing, the not doing, that causes anxiety and impatience. We're face to face with the passion, with the passage of time and our own train of thoughts without anything to distract us from them. We get impatient, antsy, even fearful. The great 20th century rabbi, philosopher, and author Abraham Joshua Heschel wrote brilliantly on this in his book, The Sabbath. We don't know what to do with time, so we suffer from a deeply rooted dread of it and stand aghast when compelled to look into its face. So we spend our whole lives doing everything we can to avoid a face-to-face -face encounter with time. We try to distract ourselves. We, fill, we try to fill up space. We fill our lives with possessions or toys or other amusements, other things. We work long hours and we get exhausted unable to create breathing space for ourselves. And God knows that we do this. So God gives us a way to reclaim our sense of identity, our, our humanity. 
A way that reminds us that we are more than machines. We're more than what we do. This way comes through a command. Deuteronomy is Moses' last sermon to the people on the plains of Moab before they cross over into the Promised Land. As such, it has a recounting of all the events that have led Israel to that point. The Exodus, the deliverance at the Red Sea, the, 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 the travel, the initial the, the giving of the law at Sinai, the journey to, to the Promised Land in which the people were so fearful they, they couldn't, they, they decided they, they were so entrapped in their fear, they didn't trust God to guide them safely in. So God said, it's not, not time for your generation yet to go in. There's this recounting of what's happened up to that point. Plus, there are all kinds of exhortations in Deuteronomy. You need to follow the law. You need to follow God's law. The Israelites are a free people, actually. They're free from all other gods and masters. The Exodus has shown that. The only God they've sworn allegiance to is the one God who, by the way, gives them an extraordinary amount of freedom in the Bible to determine which way they will go. But God also has expectations. And one expectation is that Israel cast off the slave mindset and begin living like the free people they are. That means taking time for rest. The commandment in Deuteronomy is different from the one in Exodus. While Exodus calls Israel to remember that God rested on the seventh day, Deuteronomy once reminds the Israelites that they were once slaves in Egypt. They were once seen as no more than machines. And the slave's life, of course, means unceasing work, being at an overseer's beck and call. As a slave, there's no personhood, no individuality, no self. You, the slave, is a mere human resource to be used and discarded. And God, in the Sabbath commandment, breaks that mindset. The Sabbath is a reminder then that we are far more than what we can do. We are far more than human capital. We're human beings created in the image of God and redeemed by Christ. Since we are gods, we need not fear time. Work is for the sake of creation, not creation for the sake of work. That's why the whole creation is to take time for rest. Notice in the commandment, the Sabbath isn't just for the Israel. It's for the whole family. It's for the worker. It's for the livestock. It's for even the immigrant Gentile in the gates. As the ancients would have perceived it, there was a hierarchical universe with God at the top and the immigrant stranger at the bottom. This is You notice this in the course of the commandment. You shall not work, neither you nor your son nor your daughter nor your male slave nor your female slave nor your livestock. It goes through these different hierarchies. This commandment shatters that and reminds them and us that the universe is not a hierarchical one. The Israelite is to remember that he, and in these, that, these days it would have been he, 
Instead of thinking of himself as immediately beneath God and more deserving of dignity and respect, that God's, instead God's grace and dignity and rest extends to everyone, to the whole creation. All creation is afforded the same dignity by God. Jesus certainly drew on this when he spoke the words we heard in our gospel reading. In the context of brutal repression, Jesus tells the worn out, the weak, the anxious, and the frightened to come to him for rest. Jesus himself is the embodiment of Sabbath rest. Now it's true that in our day, as in Jesus' day, we may not have that one day available to us for rest. We may have to work two or three jobs to pay the bills. Or we have so many demands on our time that we barely have time for sleep, let alone ourselves. In those times, Jesus brings Sabbath rest to us. If you are in person or joining us online this morning, Jesus brings Sabbath rest to you through hearing the word of God. For those of you able to receive communion with us today, Jesus brings Sabbath rest to you through the sacrament. Throughout the week, you may find other moments, even if they're brief and fleeting, that provide you with Sabbath rest. And these moments of Sabbath rest are so vital for us because they remind us that we are human, that we are more than what we do, that we are more than machines. Remember this, we don't have to be afraid of time, we don't have to try to dominate space as an escape from time. Christ is the Lord of time, who became incarnate in time, who is subject to time as we are. And in that solidarity with us, Christ liberates us from our fears to live more fully in time. In fact, the definition of eternal life, this eternal life that Christ offers us and gives us, is not mere life after death, but a life lived in the presence of God, liberated from such fears, begins now and continues beyond the realms of space and time. We're human, made in the image of God, redeemed by Christ, made holy by the Spirit, made for much more, much, much more than what we can 